0: Welcome to One Girl in All the World, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer Rewatch Podcast, where we recap each episode in order and discuss. I'm Ashley, Buffy super fan. I'm Kimmy, Buffy newbie. You can find us on all major podcast apps, YouTube and Instagram, with new episodes on Tuesdays. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that we're recording together today. Well, hello. A change. (laughs) Because usually we're not together when we watch, or would never have watched, well, we kind of have watched a few episodes together.
1: We but started watching one
0: together. We started watching Angel together. That's right. I think, but we didn't finish it. No. Uh, but we never recorded together, so yeah. this is nice. Here we are. Yes, here we are together. <laughs> so today we are talking about episode ten of season one called Nightmares. Well, first, first takes? Hat to any hat takes? Uh, I liked it a lot, actually. You did? Uh, I thought it
1: was a good episode. Very Nightmare on Elm Street reminiscent. Mm-hmm. Um, Gave me the nostalgias for, you know, that series of movies. hmm That's good.
0: I think I've only seen, like, one a billion years ago.
1: What? Really? Yeah. So oh. I probably
0: need to rectify that.
1: I do like a good Freddy Krueger movie. Because I feel like...
0: When I was younger, that was too scary for me, so I didn't like watch it as like a teenager or anything. So I've gone the
1: other way. I used to love this, like when I was younger, the scarier the better. And for some reason, as I get older, I just can't handle that anymore.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely. Go, I'm going the other way. I'm getting braver.
1: So I was scared of everything. Not like, making
0: you braver. I, I was so I was scared of everything as a kid. Like I, everything scared me. So I feel like I saw Jaws when I was like five. Oh God, <laughs> Jaws will fuck you up. I remember being in my, because we had a huge above ground pool in my backyard, like huge. And it's a pool, it's clear, but I'm still like being there by myself sometimes. I'm like, oh God, it's so big. There's a shark in here. Like, shh. <laughs> like,
1: that's funny. Okay. Yeah. No, nope. we had an in ground pool and it didn't phase me
0: whatsoever. Ooh, that's like not as common to have an in ground It happens, of course, but to have an in ground pool where the ground freezes.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's why we had an above ground pool. Yeah. And they're cheaper. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, yeah. So, it is a like, it's a bit of a freaky, scary episode. It is creepy. There's a lot of like subtext in it. There's a lot of like character development yes. under the surface. Yeah. On the on the surface, there's it's very like su- kind of superficial storyline. But it does get into, like, the psyche of all of our characters. Yeah. yeah. So you learn a lot in that way, for sure.
1: There are some things that surprise me about some of the characters. Right.
0: Yeah. Okay. Nightmares was aired on May 12, 1997, and it's written by Joss Wheaton. So he's coming back to write. So you know it's going to be usually a good episode if Joss is coming to write it. And David Greenwald, they co-wrote it. Actually, it says that Joss did the story and David did the teleplay. I don't know. I don't know what
1: that means.
0: I, I'm not sure, actually. Okay. I'll have to look that up. Okay. Uh, the synopsis is, the world of nightmares and reality become one when everyone in Sunnydale is living out their worst fears. While Xander comes to school in his underwear and Giles is unable to read, Buffy must unravel the mystery before reality folds completely into the world of nightmares. Hmm. Yeah, this would be scary, because I have some th- freaky dreams. I, while I was some this, of them would be I good. I was but- trying <laughs> to think of, like what, was, like, what was my last
1: nightmare and, like, what... Like, what would have come true? And, like, I don't know. I I know sometimes I have a dream about falling. That's all I could really remember, though. About following? Falling. Falling. Yeah. Falling. Okay, right, yeah. You know
0: sometimes where you just, like, you, you like, jerk yourself away mm-hmm. from that dream? I don't yeah. have falling nightmares. This is the different. Like, they, they say dream a lot in this, but they actually, they, they yeah, also nightmares. differentiate the dream between a nightmare and a dream. Yeah, yeah. So, like, good dreams are coming true. Like, a good dream isn't a nightmare. So, I, my nightmares, my recurring nightmares, some of which they have. In because they're univer- a lot of them, they have like our universal dreams that yeah. everybody has. Yeah, yeah, like the being like naked, naked in front of thing. people and all that. I don't really. have <laughs> never, never had that. Yeah, I don't really. I'm sure I've had it once, but it's not recurring. Like I, the one I have the most is kind of like Willows, but for a different reason. Um, and she's like in front of an audience. We'll get to that, obviously. It's but terrifying. she's in front of an audience, and it's, but it's because she's scared of like the attention, and she's scared of being watched. Mine is more like that. Doesn't really isn't the reason why i have this dream but it's like being unprepared Mm. so like being i have a dream that i'm performing but i have no idea what to say and it's because i just don't know like i haven't practiced i don't know it and don't know what to do i don't know what you know all this i don't know the lyrics and all that so that i get and there was one that buffy uh had oh we'll go through it but there i i'm sure a lot of people can relate to these nightmares for sure that was yeah that other one
1: was uh terrifying
0: yeah Okay, so we open with the Slayer opening again. I'm hoping we'll only get this three more times because we only have three episodes left. And then hopefully it will go away by season two. Okay, we get it. We get it by season two, right? Season two episode one. We should get that Buffy's a freaking Slayer. We get it. <laughs> Still here. Okay, so we start out in the Master's Lair and we see Buffy entering. I love her little hair, her little French braids.
1: I thought this. I actually caught on very quickly that this was a dream. Mm-hmm. When did when? Um, she just was like walking around all dazed and confused, and I was like, "This isn't whatever." And I was like,
0: "How cute is she with her braided hair?" I know, her I dream love it. world. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. That's the only way my hair would look that good in a dream world. So Buffy's kind of walking through the master's lair, l- looking for him. it Looks like but she's and confused. He, oh. she, she does look confused, yeah. And she has a stake, and basically she's looking around. He sneaks up on her, and. It kind of seems like yeah. When you said she's confused, I was thinking like she's either confused or you know how there's that vampire lore of like the thrall, where they have like, can control your mind um, and stuff like that. Because she just kind of like he grabs her wrist, but he's not like he's like being super forceful, and she kind of just opens her hand and the stake falls out. Okay, almost yeah. like it's voluntary. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I don't. I'm not sure if that was meant to be like he forced it out of her hand, but it kind of seemed like she just kind of like surrendered.
1: Yeah, I feel like she froze.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, we well, we know that this is a big fear of hers, the master. So in her dream, she just maybe chokes. Yeah, that's that's what I thought the dream was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. But it could be that too.
1: That was interesting. I didn't think about that.
0: Yeah, she he grabs her by the neck and he's about to bite her, and she's like no. And her mom wakes her up, and she's obviously having a nightmare that the the master has gotten her. And her mom's waking up for school and saying that her dad is gonna pick her up after school. And Buffy is excited, but what's the word I'm looking for? Apprehensive? Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, She it's like, he's coming, right? He's coming. He's coming, right? He's, he's going to meet me after school and everything's like, confirm me, everything. She's like, yeah, no problem. Like, he's, he's going to be there. So she's her dad's coming up from L.A. to spend the weekend with her or take her down to L.A. with him. So she's going to see her dad. And, yeah, she's had big plans with her dad. So you got the question right. I win. Hank Summers has arrived on the scene. <laughs> In the hallway, Buffy and Willow are talking about Buffy's parents' divorce, and we find out that it was fairly recent. It was finalized a year before, but they had been separated, and they just kind of talk about how rough that would is for Buffy. Mm-hmm. Willow's parents are together, but so they don't argue much. It doesn't seem like they talk much anyway, yeah. and just sometimes they glare at each other. <laughs> Buffy share has the the idea that her, she had something to do with her parents separating and divorce, which. Is so relatable to every child of yeah,
1: divorce. The I feel so bad for him. <clears throat> yeah, I really felt like she blamed herself for this. Like and she even says, like, oh, he kinda comes down on weekends sometimes. Like she feels like he doesn't really want to see her, doesn't want to be part of her life, or like
0: mm-hmm. he's yeah. he's at least partially absentee. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean like forget about being a slayer. Every child of divorce can relate to this idea. Even if it's completely unfounded, which it mm-hmm. 99.9% is unfounded because yeah, exactly. every kid at some point crosses their mind. Did I have some, was it was my fault my Did fault. I contribute or something to yeah. my parents not being able to stay together. Um, so this is like, take the Slayer aspect out of it. Every kid of divorce can relate to this. I know I, I definitely could at one point in my life. In the classroom, we see a guy who we find out his name is Wendell another really common name for the Buffyverse. (laughs) He's standing by the window and he's blocking Cordy's light. And of course she's very nice and respectful and asks him to please move away so she can use the light. No, she's horrible, of course. (laughs) She's horrible and tells him to get out of my light and Xander kind of comes to his rescue and helps kind of both of them fend off Cordy. He was funny. Cordelia is the center of the universe. The rest merely circle around her. Yeah, she she (laughs) believes it for sure. (laughs) Willow and Buffy kind of come up and a little bit after that conversation. And Willow says that Cordy is evita like. So that's a reference to the musical musical, thank you <laughs> uh, about Ava Perone because she was supposed to be like kind of really authoritative. So that's why she's kind of relating that to Cordelia. So they sit down for class. They said they're going to be working on active listening, which Xander had no idea they were <laughs> going to be doing. But, he makes it come across that he actually didn't know because he puts his ears up and tells the teacher, kind of like, yeah, I know what's going on. <laughs> Even though I was just told two seconds ago that what's going on. So he got the little nod from the teacher like he was participating. Buffy starting to listen, but she's kind of messing with her pencil. She drops it, and she goes to pick it up, and her attention goes to the doorway, and there's this, like, looks like a ghost child. There's like, a kid, kid in the doorway, and he's, like, lit from the top like, very harsh lighting on top of his head, like it's, like, a heaven kind of looking thing. And she just kind of was like, oh, that's weird, and then just turns back. <laughs> I, I, we Obviously, this kid shows up again, and every time I'm like, okay, Buffy just is like, that's weird, and then just goes on with her day. She says later that she just forgot about it. I'm like, okay, okay, Buffy, sure, you just forgot about Chill this, like, going on. elementary school kid walking around, creepily walking around the high school. So the teacher asks Wendell to start reading from the textbook, and he starts screaming and we see that a bunch of spiders have tarantulas yeah tarantulas have appeared on the book and are starting to crawl over him everyone starts screaming the teacher's screaming everyone's jumping up except for wendell everyone's jumping up out of their seats except for him which would have been the first thing i did would be jump up and try to get them off of me but so he just kind of like stays still and he's like help me help me (laughs) frozen he freezes and they're just crawling all over him they like fall on his face oh my god that poor actor like it's one thing to have like on your arm and everything, but it like crawls over his like forehead and like falls. Oh my god, like yeah. He probably didn't have to do too much acting there. And the kid apologizes. Yeah, the kid in the doorway says, sorry about that. Yeah. That's so, oh, weird. he's up to something. So we're at the credits, and then when we come back, we're at the master's lair. So this is like a lot of like subtext in this scene. He's talking about fear being the most powerful thing more than love. And that even though he does feel fear, he's he's describing a cross, that he does feel fear when he's looking at it. And he said, if I face my fear, it cannot master me. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's kind of the moral of this whole episode. And he grabs the cross, it's burning him. And he says, yeah, like, I face it, like, it hurts, but it's not going to really, it's not going to do anything more to me. And... He then says to Colin, who's still, hey, the anointed kid's still hanging out down there doing nothing, <laughs> Colin. And I noticed that they put a little, like, reverb or echo on his voice now to make him, like, more creepy, I think. I don't think we'd seen that before. I think his voice was normal. Did uh, you notice that? Yeah,
1: I, I didn't. I mean, I noticed that it was different, but I wasn't sure
0: yeah, what it was. Yeah, it's yeah. like a little reverb or a little bit of an echo on it. Okay. So I think they're trying to make him seem, like, more creepy. Creepier. And uh, he so the master and him are talking about that they feel something is happening they're above. Yeah, something change. Uh, he's at a psychic force so the master and Colin are no like they are definitely feeling that something's going on above so the next morning Buffy's being dropped off at school and today is the day that her dad's going to be picking her up and she is confirming with her mom okay he's going to pick me up today at 3 30 right after school he's going to be here and that she forgot her bag that she her weekend bag that she had packed to go with him and her mom picks up on the fact that she's like do you think your dad's not going to show she's like no no, no, not really, no. Like, doesn't seem confident about it. No, definitely not confident. Uh, and her mom tries to reassure her that it's hard, but, you know, her dad loves her, and they're going to yeah. have a good time, and exactly. it's okay. Yeah. Um. So in the hallway, Buffy, Willow, and Xander are walking, and Willow's really hung up on the, the spider thing that happened with <laughs> Wendell. Yeah.
1: there it was very intense for her.
0: Yeah, she really <laughs> is... Preoccupy the fact that it was spiders. Xander doesn't get what the big deal is. Yeah, Xander's not scared. But he says if it was Nazis walking all over like while my face, I I'd be upset. That's a weird, like spiders comparing to Nazis. I mean, another Nazi reference. This is like literally like the fourth, third or fourth Nazi reference in ten episodes. Yeah, what we had um in the last episode in the puppet show when Giles said our new fear about oh. thing, and then in the witch. When she said something like that uh, Amy's mom was Nazi-like or something like that. Oh, and then I think there might have been even another one, if I can remember correctly. And there's this one. So we're like 10 episodes oh, in. Okay. So much Nazi. Didn't
1: uh, catch on that. Before. Nazi. <laughs> I just thought it was weird because, like, spiders and Nazis are... I mean, they're both scary. No, I know. I get it. But, like, you'd <laughs> want to have something
0: similar? Yeah. Like snakes? I don't know. Don't, I don't it's know. Xander. Anyway, yeah. Okay. It's Xander. And... Also, we see. Did you notice the swastikas later in the episode? I
1: did, in the creepy
0: white room. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I thought that was
1: really weird too. Some so more, more Nazi yeah, yeah. imagery. Because that's part of his. Love that his, in season he's one. He's scared of that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah that's. That, oh, I didn't even. I didn't even put that together. I, so yeah, I did notice. Like when he was walking in that room, I was just like, oh. Oh my god! See, this but is great. He, I, I didn't don't even think put that he two even together. noticed it though. Yeah, but because he was
0: just so. Yeah. Fixing. He's obviously scared of Nazis, and yeah. he went. That was his part of his dream. That was, like, in his section of his dream. Oh, my gosh. See? Great. I didn't even even put two and two together there. I thought they were just hanging. Somebody was just spraying swastikas around. So, yeah, I didn't even put two and two together there. That's great. But I like his optimism. He's like, Buffy will find, she'll slay, and then they'll party. We'll party. And so Buffy's like, oh, thanks. Thanks for that (laughs) confidence boost. In the library, they're calling out for Giles because they said Giles was going to look up the whole spider situation. And he, off the bat, is, like, a little weird yeah he wanders out of the stacks and says that he got lost <laughs> which you think it would be a what? dream not a nightmare for him <laughs> actually yeah <laughs> like getting yeah. lost in a library seems like Great. a pretty cool thing to happen but he yeah he's disoriented and he says he didn't come up with anything substantial on what they were describing they should talk to wendell directly about the spiders yep. and buffy's like okay so that didn't take too much <laughs> no discussion just, yeah and the quad, Willow, Xander, and Buffy come up to Wendell, who looks kind of despondent and out of it. Like, he's still affected by what happened, yeah. obviously. He says, he obviously knows a lot about spiders, because they call them insects, and he gets like arr, arr, arachnids. arachnids instead of in- insects, and he says, how oh, about they have different amounts of legs? He seems very annoyed. Yeah, he's like, show them the respect they deserve. <laughs> and he's like, I love spiders. They hate me. And they're like, what? What does that mean? Uh, but then Court in interrupting the conversation, Cordy comes over and asks Buffy if she studied for the history test <laughs> that they are having right now in period four in history class right now. And Buffy, of course, is like, what? Oh God. Oh I gotta I gotta go. And she totally is unprepared. And so she takes off. So Xander and Willow keep talking to Wendell, and he says that he had the best collection of spiders in the tri-state area. And that he had to go to, like, wilderness camp or something like that. And his mm-hmm. parents made him go. And his brother was in charge of, you know, just maintaining their habitats. And then he left the heat lamp on for a whole week and killed all of his spiders. Yeah,
1: that's really sad, actually. That is so
0: sad. Can you imagine, like, having, like, all your pets and then you, like, leave them with someone? This isn't a good thing to say because I'm <laughs> babysitting your dog for yeah. the sake. <laughs> Keep her alive for a week. <laughs> hey, do you like, hey, Sunny, you want a heat lamp? <laughs> i know like can you imagine leaving your pet with somebody and then you they kill them oh my god like that's terrible
1: yeah his baby. so
0: he said that after that he started having this exact nightmare where he's at school reading a textbook and spiders just start like crawling all over him like basically wanting revenge yeah. and he's like can you blame them and he said he thought that he was dreaming in class that he had fallen asleep in class but then everyone else started screaming mm-hmm. so he knew he was it wasn't a dream
1: it's like his nightmare came to life
0: yeah in the hallway Buffy is finally got the history class and she doesn't know where the class even is. Cordelia has to be like it's here, this is the class. Like she's like I think I was here on the first day. She's like I haven't shown up any of the, any of the days. I haven't any of the assignments, any of the reading. How am I going to pass this? And Cordy says probably blind luck. I don't know. And goes in there. <laughs> and like honestly, this is the this is at the point in the episode for me at
1: least where I'm like okay, she's like dr- like it's dreaming, not dreaming, like something mm-hmm. weird's going on. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. In the classroom, uh, Buffy leaves through the test, obviously lost. She looks at the clock. It's 11.20 a.m. And she looks around. Everyone is starting to get started, getting started. And she is completely at a loss of what to put down. She's looking through the – I looked at some of the questions. I paused because she kind of flips quickly through the thing. So there's a question. The only two that you can see clearly is a question about the Louisiana Purchase, like asking questions about how much that cost, and and just – it's like a – it's a, well, Do you guys have to know that in high school? Yeah, it's American history.
1: Yeah, weird, okay.
0: Yeah, um, it's an American history class. It says on the top. So, yeah, Louisiana Purchase okay. is part of American history. Okay. And then also, it, the, Then the next page, is a question about the phrase, give him hell, Harry. And now, this one I didn't know. I actually looked it up. And so, like, where does the phrase, give him hell, Harry, come from? And it's, uh, and like, what administration or president is it related to? And it's Harry S. Truman. And apparently he was giving a speech. And... He was talking about Republicans, and someone in the crowd said, "Give him hell, Harry!" Like yelled that, and that became like a little. And then they made like a movie and like a either a play or a musical named that about him. Wow. So okay. like this whole thing about Give him hell, Harry. I did not know that. I did not know this. Okay. So I've learned something new today. Well, I don't know much. So you're Louisiana. Persons. I'm trying to like send Buffy these this information so she can get like two points out of hundred. <laughs> but she's she's panicking. She's not doing great. She looks at the top of the test and sees that. Just ask for her name. Her name. She's like, at least I know my name. And of course, immediately she puts the pen to paper and it violently breaks. (laughs) Like it couldn't break anymore, except for in half completely. So she's sharpening her pencil. She looks back up at the clock, and now it's two ten. I know. I was like, I mean, sorry, twelve (laughs) ten. Yeah. So almost like an hour has gone by, <laughs> and she's like, it's been like thirty seconds. So she's looking so confused. Everyone is like basically finishing up their test. She hasn't even written her name down. I'm
1: just like, this is the other thing too. Like she's just she's so slow. Like mm-hmm. it's
0: just mm-hmm. yeah. So I have I have a dream similar to this where a recurring dream where it's not about the test taking, but I'm at school and I don't know where my locker is. I don't know my class schedule. Like, I don't know where I'm supposed to go and when I'm supposed to, like, where it is or what class I'm supposed to go to. So I just try to figure it out and wander aimlessly around the high school. Damn. Yeah.
1: Okay. So that, that this
0: reminded me of that dream okay. with, with Buffy has. Okay. The bell rings. Everyone turns their tests in. She has nothing to t- turn in. She <laughs> shouldn't write anything. And she sees that little boy. That creepy kid again. In the hallway, just standing there. And she just kind of stares at him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hi. In the hallway, we see that ghost boy see a girl go into the basement where she's gonna go for a smoke and he says forbidden door yeah you shouldn't or you i wouldn't go in there or something like that or Mm -hmm. you shouldn't go in there so we follow her down to the basement and she's gonna have a smoke in the basement and she hears something and this like deformed huge looking man with like a club for an arm comes out of the shadows and he says lucky 19 and then he attacks her and it's pretty brutal yeah, it is, actually. Like, it's like a, a full-out physical assault. Also, like, how beats crap out of creepy her. is that basement, by the way? Oh. Like, I wouldn't go down there. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the last time we'll be in any of the Sunnydale High School basement. <laughs> yeah, it's lots going on down there. It's a happening place for bad things. Yeah. Then we go to the hospital. Buffy and Giles show up there to try to get some information out of her. Her name is Laura. Mm-hmm. Buffy says, like, they say hi in the hallway, but they don't really, she seems nice enough. They don't really know each other yeah. that well. They go into her room. She's never seen anything like it. Yeah. And Buffy does pick up and she said yeah, it. She isn't really open to talking about so what happened. She's
1: scared to talk about it. And
0: I think she thinks she's also like, I don't know what I saw. Yeah, that's it. I fair. feel crazy. Yeah, she doesn't fair. know that, like, they will understand that's and they can point. help her. hmm so Buffy says, you know, it's fine if you don't want to talk about it or you don't remember. But you don't want to tell us anything, even if it seems weird, you know, you can tell us. And as they're going to leave. She says that he said lucky 19 before he attacked her. And she's like, that's weird, isn't it? And Buffy's like, yeah, that is weird. So we have a first puzzle piece, uh, first clue for the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Yep. In the hallway, Buffy and Giles are asking the doctor, like, how is she? Is she going to be okay? And it's weird because he's like, are you family? And they're like friends or something and he's like okay and he's like all way, i'll just give you all of her, yeah, f- the, her information that wouldn't happen in yeah the <laughs> i was like that's why he asked that's are you a, family <laughs> that's a hipaa violation yeah. so. but he, he's like oh well oh well it's friday but i mean uh,
1: so like <laughs> she has shattered bones and internal bleeding that's that's a lot
0: and he says she got off easy yeah and they're like what how is that off easy yeah exactly he's like if you look at the definition of easy lately giles says that and he says well the first victim's still in a coma and she's like, what do you mean the first victim? So they, he leads them over to this other patient's Again. room. <laughs> Not allowed to give them his information. There's a kid in a bed saying that he was found after a Little League game, beaten, and he's in a coma. And he needs to wake up soon because his like chances of coming out of it are, are going down as the longer he stays under. Yeah. So Buffy now knows that this is a pattern and that she needs to figure out who it is. Mm-hmm. In the hallway, uh, <laughs> Xander time. says that maybe Laura dreamed dreamed or i think it was willow and xander are talking and one of them says that maybe laura had dreamed about getting beat up so they're starting to make maybe there could be connection between yeah. the dreams people are having yeah. and what's happening yeah. willow opens her locker and we had she has a nerf herder sign in there did you notice that yeah, yeah the band that wrote the yeah. yeah and she was a fan like it to begin with that's why oh, she recommended it for nice. the, the theme song that's cool so she willow has a, is a nerf herder fan which okay. i liked and there's this guy I think he's like like in the script. He's called like tough guy or way tough guy or something. That's like he oh. says he's not scared. He looks like a T bird <laughs> from Greece, and he's like, oh, it's about respect. If this guy wants to fight me, I'm gonna fight him. Or if he wants to disrespect me, I'm gonna fight him. And he's trying to be all like Billy Big Balls, and. Then his mom comes around the corner and is like, honey, like, oh, my pookie poo or whatever she says and starts kissing him. <laughs> and he's completely mortified. Yes. Like, mom, you're embarrassing me. What are you doing here? Stop kissing me. So obviously this guy's had a dream that his, his mom's nightmare. embarrassing it's him so at school. so funny. Yeah. And she showed up kissing it all over him. So it was really he's funny. He's trying to, like, pinch himself. Yeah. Wake up. So Willow and Xander are keep talking about the connection, maybe possibly between dreams and what's happening. And they walk into their classroom and then <laughs> everyone starts like <gasps> and laughing and pointing. And Willow turns around and Xander is instantaneously in his boxers and no other clothes.
1: Oh yeah, how does that even happen?
0: Yeah, so he immediately is like, oh god, I'm dreaming. He starts trying to pinch himself. He's not waking up and he screams and runs out of the, out of the classroom. He's
1: wearing boxers.
0: I know, they could have like done the naked thing. I mean, they could have just like filmed him from the waist up. Because yeah, I think that like, people more have the dream that they're naked yeah, definitely. than, <laughs> than in, their underwear. in their underwear. I mean, neither is what you want to happen, but I'd rather have underwear on than nothing. Yep. So he is all of a sudden in his underwear in front of the class. Buffy comes into the library, and Giles is, like, very frustrated. He's looking through all these newspapers, and she's like, oh, did you not find anything? And he's like, I don't know. She's like, what do you mean you don't know? He's like, I can't read any of this. Yeah. And she says, I thought you could only like, read five, three languages. And he says, <laughs> five actually on a normal day. <laughs> yeah. But this is all gibberish. And it's just, it's English. It's just a regular newspaper. Yeah. And so he's pretty flustered. And that would be a nightmare for me. I've never had a nightmare that I can't read, but that would be such yeah, a nightmare I thought for me. That would be terrible. That would be terrible. Yeah. And so Buffy picks up the paper he was looking at and reads on the front that Billy Palmer was beaten after a Little League game and that he's in uh, the hospital in a coma and has a picture of a little boy and she realizes that's a little boy that she's been seeing around mm-hmm. the high school yep. and she's like oh i've been seeing him around the high school I, I thought it was weird but i just forgot about it okay i think that's a little bit weak honestly I, like, like, I like I, I, so i'm gonna say though like
1: be, because of this episode though and everybody's going through their nightmare sequences everybody just seems a little dazed and confused i would
0: agree with that if the first time she didn't see him wasn't like right before the spiders Maybe. i don't know Maybe. Like, it's a little bit She just soft, seems right? daisy the whole episode, and so does yeah. Giles.
1: I Like, I don't think Willow and Xander do, really, but, like, Not yet, Giles anyway, and Buffy yeah. definitely, like... Out of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think maybe that's because Willow... I mean, sorry. Yeah, well, Willow and Xander's fears that we see are a little bit more superficial. It's just, like, mainly fear and humiliation, mm. but... Z- I think we'll, uh, Giles and Giles Buffy's and are a little bit more deep rooted, yeah. and very painful, targeted. and like very st- emotional, emotionally scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So yeah, maybe that's why. Like, it cuts them way deeper than oh god, I'm in my underwear in front of people or yeah. I'm in front of an audience. So yeah. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think about that, that. The differences between them. Yeah, she says that you know she's been seeing him around the high school, and that he's so he's the little boy in the hospital. That's the connection that they're the same person and giles says well it can be astral projection that if you sometimes in your sleep your whatever essence can walk around and go different places and she says that travel through time and space yeah can travel through time and space and she says well he's in a coma so that's you know similar so maybe that's what's happening
1: i think maybe this might be my favorite
0: line by the way she says okay. um she says something about seeing his
1: asteroid body asteroid body giles is like Astro-bot. Astro, she wait, She <laughs> rolls her
0: eyes. Okay, yeah, yeah, I get it. I know what you mean, giant. She looks at the picture again and notices that it says 19 on his baseball number. And that she says lucky 19. So they're starting to, like, piece things together here. Yep. Yeah, that he has something to do with that monster, or whatever, saying lucky yep. 19. So we, somebody comes into the library, and we see that it's Hank Summers, Buffy's dad. And he wants to, like, just talk to her. She's early, so she's definitely on edge, like, what's wrong? <laughs> is it mom? Uh, he said, like, no, just don't talk to you privately. But first, they she introduced Giles to him, which is so cute, because Giles yeah. is a father figure to her. Yeah. And he's not meeting her actual father. Hank and Buffy head out to the quad, and talking about how he to tell her that the truth kind of about why her parents got divorced. And she means, okay, he said, I, we always told you it was because we grew apart, but that's not true. And that she thinks, okay, was there an affair? He says no. And he says it was because of her. That he couldn't deal with him being, her being his daughter. Like, all the stunts she pulled. She's not as smart as she thought she was going to be. He says she's rude. Like, just all this horrible shit. Like, the The, worst things you could possibly say to your kid. Yeah, exactly. And it's all the stuff that Buffy has feared being the truth. Mm Mm-hmm. So now her dad's shown up and told her to her. I gotta tell you, Sarah Michelle Gellar's face through that. So she doesn't even barely. She has like three lines, if that. But like she like truly heartbroken.
1: I, this episode or this this scene actually gutted me.
0: Yeah, I, I like I was getting teary eyed. for Yeah, sure. she looks truly heartbroken. I feel like there's actors in this show that act with her face so well. Like you just like honestly believe that they are being told this. Like you know you're watching a TV show, you know they're acting, like you f- physically like feel empathy for them. <laughs> like it hurts. This is when like no. Sarah Geller is one of those actors in this show. Um there's two specifically that I, I always like their faces. I'm like, Oh uh in this scene, oh it's definitely one of them. She looks like literally destroyed.
1: Yeah. And she starts crying and he's like, yeah. Don't get all blubbery and I'm like, I wanna hit him. I know, it's awful.
0: Oh, yeah, I had the feels for this. This was so sad. And then, yeah,
1: and then he ends it with, like, I don't really get much out of these weekends, so...
0: We should not see each other. We should not see each other Yeah,
1: and this was, like, exactly from the beginning of the episode. This, like, ties it right back in, because, like, that was her fear. Like, is Dad going to pick me up? Like, Mm -hmm. Is he going to show?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Does he even want to? Yeah. uh, To begin with, anyway. Of course, Buffy's upset, and she sees Billy hanging out and just kind of ignores him, because she's, like, preoccupied with this bombs that her father's dropped on her yeah. in the library willow and xander fill it fill giles in about xander's uh clothes disappearing <laughs> willow says she would hate for people to be paying attention to her like that and he says like it's a nightmare and then they finally like definitely made the connection yep. that is it. it they kind of toyed around with it. Nightmares are coming the true. That nightmares are, specific nightmares are coming true mm-hmm. and Giles is like, I knew it! I dreamt that I couldn't read and I dreamt that I was lost in the stacks and he definitely is frustrated <laughs> that he hasn't seen the writing on the wall already. <laughs> they say that Billy has crossed over from the nightmare world so he's brought the nightmare world that he's living in in his coma out into reality. No. So people, now they know that it's not just them, like other people's Nightmares. It started with Wendell but it's going to be spreading.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We cut immediately to Cordy. <laughs> <laughs> and and her a hair. Bad hair day. Oh my. Have a bad hair day. Oh like cold, total rat's nest, combing her hair. She's like doesn't understand. And I love it. Like even like makes the noise that the comb is broken off in her hair, even though you can see nothing's broken on it. But I anyway, mean, whatever. It's a sound effect. Uh, but she's very distraught that her hair is a mess. So the the nightmares have come for Cordy. Outside the gym, Buffy. A sad Buffy. is just kind of walking around all sad and she sees Billy going to the gym. She follows him in. She asks if he's Billy Palmer. He says, yeah. And she said, did something bad happen to you? Um, Do you remember playing baseball? He says, yes, I'm playing second base. She said, did something bad happen to you? And he doesn't really remember and says that the ugly man calls him Lucky 19, the thing that's been coming after everyone. He calls him the ugly man. So now we have a name for this deformed monster thing the club man he
1: he wants to like kill billy
0: yeah that yeah ugly man wants to kill billy he says oh he gets kind of upset and he's he's here and so she turns around and ugly man is there and he's got his club club hand ready to go in the library willow giles and xander split up to find buffy because they have to wake up billy to end all this but they know they have to get buffy first because especially because with all of her nightmares that she has like those could be really serious so they're like slayer nightmares and everything so they all split up which is a great idea when things are dangerous <laughs> uh, in the gym buffy and ugly man are fighting he he really like is strong he's super and strong. she's she's having a hard time fighting him yeah. off so her and billy run and they kind of lock him in the gym she says she needs to find her friends and we need and he says oh we need to hide it seems like such a bad idea yeah and he says well that's how it works like he said i hide and he finds us i didn't really follow i don't really get that either like follow like that's the plan like to hide and then he'll find us why do you want him to find
1: you yeah i, I don't know
0: yeah i'm like okay billy it seems kind of productive but okay so they're gonna try to get get to the library and find uh giles willow and xander in the hallway, Cordy yeah. is being dragged. For track and field. Yeah, so now her hair is still bad. She's got a horrible dress on, so it's obviously part of her nightmare. And she's being dragged into the chess club meeting.
1: Or oh, chess club. I thought it was track and field. Okay. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not in the chess club, no. I swear. <laughs> and they, they
0: dra- two nerds, drag her into the chess club. That's awesome. I Thank love that. Gosh. Willow is wandering through the hall and hears a voice coming from the basement door. Yeah, you know, let's, do like, yes, that let's
1: like follow this. Buffy's voice, actually.
0: Yeah, she thinks it's Buffy, because yeah. she's like, Buffy? She follows, so she goes down into the basement, and she's grabbed by something. Yep, creepy. So we kind of, like, f- go, bounce back and forth between everybody at this from super this point creepy. on.
1: Oh, yeah, and here's Xander yeah. in his in white the, room with the swastika. Yeah, Xander's
0: walking <laughs> through, like, kind of looks like a, a part of the school that's under his construction it's or so is being painted looking. or something.
1: It's, cre- it's creepy, though. Yeah, it's like, creepy. Like, I find it was super All creepy. All these
0: white, like, sheets. Tapestry or whatever, yeah, It's, like, it's like, plastic sheets yeah, like, that are up yeah and we see the swastikas in the background on this pretty painted on the wall and he is just basically so stupid he's following this like breadcrumb trail of candy yeah like yeah okay xander this is a good idea so he's like so excited that he's picking up all this candy it's the best day ever yeah and he's just like beats a bite out of one goes in the next rips that open takes a big bite of that one he's just having a good old time <laughs> like a big dummy Buffy and Billy are on their way to the library, but they pass the baseball field and say he kind of watches people play baseball and he says it was his fault they lost the game. He said he said it was his fault. He missed,
1: yeah, he missed catching a ball, but Buffy's like, there's like eight other people on the team, right? Yeah,
0: but he's being blamed for the whole team losing because he didn't catch a certain ball. And they see the ugly man is beating some poor person up in the yeah. distance and he's going to come after them. So they run through a hedge to just take a shortcut basically to the library and they end up from daytime at the school to nighttime in a cemetery. It's so creepy. Yeah. So they're like, what the heck is happening? Yeah. In the basement, Willow is transformed into, like, a backstage area <laughs> of a theater. And she's in costume. She's pushed it on the stage. And there's a guy next to her. She's introduced as, like, the, great, like the greatest soprano or something, Willow Rosenberg. So she's pushed it on stage. There's this guy. He starts singing opera and so she's dressed as chow chow san from madame butterfly the opera by puccini that is out in 1904
1: oh i didn't know that Good and this, that
0: guy is supposed to be her husband that she's singing with got it okay so it's a kind of i guess a duet and it comes time for willow to sing he kind of gestures to her and she just looks around so he keeps singing. keeps singing <laughs> comes back to her again it's her turn again and she just goes
1: ah. it's like a frog voice yeah and everyone's like oh
0: the audience, so she's completely
1: humiliated and yeah. terrified. So like her fear is like she didn't she didn't learn the word. She froze on stage. She squeaks. Everyone's <laughs> looking at her. Then,
0: yeah, she's getting attention from so lots of people, bad. which Willow likes, is a wallflower, and I think she's happy with it that way, at least for now. Um, this part of her life, she's happy with being a wallflower, and yeah, no, not in the spotlight. And she's literally in the spotlight right now. In the hallway, we're back to Xander, and he is just enjoying his chocolates. He finds a hurricane bar, and he says, "Oh, I haven't had this since my sixth birthday." They party. And then he... He hears this, like, maniacal laughter. Creepy. This This is is, creepy. I'm not even scared of clowns. Like, I know the clown thing, but... But this was creepy. It was creepy. Like, the the laughing. Yeah. And then when the clown comes out, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, he just hurts, (laughs) like, with a knife, a big knife, (laughs) slashing through the metal sheet and coming through. And Xander's like, oh, my God, and runs (laughs) off. And the laughing clown chases after him. This was creepy. And this isn't even something that freaks me out. I know a lot of people are freaked out I've never been scared of a clown, but that... Oh, yeah, people, that, that is a definite phobia for people. <laughs> and it obviously is Xander's. In a cemetery, Billy and Buffy come across an open grave, and the, all of a sudden the master shows up and says that it's better to bury someone alive, it's more fun that's than burying someone that's dead. That's also so creepy. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Being buried alive is a huge Ooh. fear and nightmare that people have. Well, I think that used to happen. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Yeah, they used to put a bell. Yeah. They would attach yeah, a string down there and have right. a bell next to the thing. That way, if people ended up being alive, somebody would hear the bell ringing. God. Yeah, so people being buried alive is a huge fear. And yeah, then, So scary. she's, like,
1: wondering how he's even out, and he basically said he's free because she fears
0: it, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. She, I mean, we saw the nightmare at the opening scene. Like, yeah. one of her fears is that he's going to get loose. She knows he's down there. He's still a threat, mm-hmm. and she doesn't know if she can take him if he gets free. So she's trying to, yeah, you're right. She's trying to tell herself that it's a dream. He says, No, it's real because you fear it. And then he says, A dream is a wish your heart makes, which is from Cinderella. Mm-hmm. And then he throws her into the um, coffin. It closes and he starts just burying her yeah, with oh God. Thing. And Sarah Michelle Geller had talked about this that one of her fear, her phobias, like she's a really, really bad phobia of graveyards and being buried alive. Oh my God. She's like, well, it's not great for a vampire slayer? <laughs> but she said, She told the producer, that she wasn't going to do the being buried alive. It just wasn't, she wasn't doing it. She's like, sorry, I can't do it. And apparently it, like, didn't get relayed. And she showed up and she had to film it. Oh, my God. And she's like, it was like, the at that point, I don't know how early this um, interview was because there's a lot of stuff that happens to her post the scene. But at the time, she said, like, it's one of the worst things she's ever had to do for the job. Mm. And that she cried all the way home. Oh, 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 Yeah. I mean, she looked utterly terrified. Yeah. She's being bared alive by the master, and she's screaming in the coffin and pounding on it, and it's horrible. In the hallway, Willow is running from booze. She runs out, mm. so you hear the whole audience booing. She runs into Xander. She's getting chased by the clown. Yeah. You run into Xander and Giles. Well, she, run, they run to, she runs into Xander first. And... She's like, oh, my God, you won't believe, like, what happened to me. They were, like, booing, I couldn't sing. He's like, do you remember my sixth birthday party? (laughs) Like, Xander's is worse than Willow's, for sure. way worse. And she's laughing. Oh, I remember the clown. And then she kind of realized, like, oh, crap, there's a clown that's going to come running through here. And he does. The clown's (laughs) barreling through more of the sheets. They run into, I love when they run into Giles. Because he's like, what's going on? (laughs) And he sees the clown and he starts running. (laughs) When Giles is startled through this whole show. There's one particular one in season four that I will literally re- rewatch. Just I will like just go to that episode and watch the part where he's startled. Because it's so funny. Whenever he is startled, it is just so funny. The little noises that he makes when he gets scared. He, oh! Like when they Sid was missing and he drops the book and he's like, "Oh!" I just, I just love when Giles is is frightened. So he they all run off together and run from the clown, right. but. Here's my
1: favorite scene. Yeah, okay. Okay, so Xander conquers his fear. He punches the clown. Like, way to go, Xander. He's just like, wait, this isn't real. This is a nightmare. And he just turns around and
0: punches the clown, and that's it. Yeah, and and he insults his animal balloon abilities. (laughs) Anyone can make a giraffe, or everyone can make a giraffe. So, yeah, and that's it. And it's over for Xander. And then the clown's done. The the clown's done. So, So we kind of see... The theme, like you have to face your fears, and they can't yeah, control and you. he's no longer scared. Shockingly, Xander is the first one to actually do this. Actually, you're right. Shockingly. Yeah. I mean, good for him. But I'm just, <laughs> it's a bit shocking to me, honestly. <laughs> Outside the school, they say that they need to wake Billy up, but they have to find Buffy. And then Willow notices that there's, like, a portal <laughs> at the end of, like, the school where it's, like, the day, what, they're in daylight. across the street over there? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, darkness and a graveyard. And so they go there, they figure that's where... Buffy is. Yeah. So they walk through, and now they're in the darkness, the same cemetery that Buffy and Billy were in. Xander's like, whose nightmare is this? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Because, like,
1: I actually assumed it was hers.
0: Buffy's? I thought it was so, Buffy's. Okay. Yeah.
1: And then Giles is like, mine. And now they're starting
0: to intertwine. Yeah. Right? Exa- they yeah, yeah.
1: And I wasn't imagining that that would happen. Okay. Some so. of these
0: fears are over- overlap yeah. with each other. So Giles is like, mine, I was like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Giles says it's his nightmare because he sees Buffy's tombstone. Mm-hmm. Her gravestone. Yeah and uh, It says that she dies in 1997, so she dies soon. She dies that year in his fear. And he just basically kneels down. This is my favorite scene, when he kneels down yeah, yeah. next to her grave and just, he like, says, I failed to protect you, I, but you were so gifted. I should have been more cautious. I should have done this. I should have done that. He has real regret and pain that she died and he feels responsible. Yeah. And it's so sweet. I just think that like, you really can tell that he's really starting to care about her. Yeah. Um, you know, as every episode goes by, he's caring for her more as a person, yep. than just like a being a slayer and yep. being his like job, essentially. So he like puts his hand down on the on the fresh dirt, and it's very sad and everything. And all of a sudden the hand jumps out and grabs his arm and they all screaming. And Buffy comes out of the grave. <laughs> she is a slave slave pyre. a slayer vampire, oh, a slave, pyre. slave pyre. <laughs> like vamp that. Buffy
1: is yeah. there,
0: and it's pretty crazy to see her in vamp face. Yeah. yeah, it's, uh, yeah, very Yeah, she's like, oh my god, I thought I was dead down there. <laughs> and they're like, oh my god, your face. <laughs> and she feels her face, and she's like, oh my gosh, no. like She doesn't want to show people. Yeah, she doesn't want people to look at her. And Giles is like, you never told me you had a nightmare about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Like, that would probably be her worst fear, is to mm-hmm. become a vampire. Yeah. The one thing that she's, like, destined to destroy. Exactly, yeah. Giles... Tries to, like to take control of the situation. Say, "Look, I think if we wake Billy up, this will all go away. So, can you can you like hold it together and help me?" And she's like, "I think so." She says, "But we should do it fast because I'm getting hungry." <laughs> I loved that. Yeah, that I'm so funny. glad that she. And it's interesting though because they make a very clear. I guess I don't know how it would have worked otherwise. But like if Buffy, because. This is These are nightmares, but they are real. Mm-hmm. They are they are yeah, happening. There's, it's turning real. Yeah, so if Buffy is... It's only if they will stay stay there, mm-hmm. if they stay real or not. Yeah. So if Buffy's a vampire, she shouldn't have a soul. She should be immediately evil. Mm-hmm. But whatever, let's let that go. It's because it's, like, it's slow. Maybe. It's I don't slow. know. We'll yeah. go with that. So they're going to try to wake up Billy. So they get to the hospital, and Giles is trying to, like, just yell at... Billy to wake up. It's, he's not responding. Also, which is weird. Like, I feel like Giles would know that doesn't work on comic I guess he's sense. just getting desperate. I don't know. <laughs> His brain... Mm. Brain capacity is decreasing. Mm, yeah, that would definitely be a fear for him, not being smart anymore. Yeah. Ties into the not reading thing, <laughs> or Kate, not being able to read. And then we see... Astro Billy. And Astro Billy says, that we need to hide. And... Because Buffy sees the ugly man coming down the hallway. Yeah. And Buffy thinks she knows like what to do she thinks she's like finally put the pieces together we don't know what it is yet yeah. but she runs out there and starts fighting the ugly man <laughs> i like what she says <laughs> she says um there's a lot scarier things than
1: you and i'm one of them yep, that was my favorite <laughs> and then line. she attacks
0: him that's my favorite line and then she like like rah, like a vamp attacks him yeah and she can take him down Dang, as a vamp um, buffy mm-hmm. way to go yeah so she's got all kinds of powers she now. breaks that club arm yeah she messes <laughs> him up knocks him out it brings him into the room and says that, tells Billy to come here. He doesn't want to. He's scared. But says, like, hey, no more hiding. And so she brings him over to him. G- Xander says, I get it. Because he's done. Because he, he conquered his fear yeah, with the, yes. the clown. Mm-hmm. And so she brings him over and says, yeah, says no more hiding. And so he kind of, like essentially unmasks okay that's just gonna ask what does he do okay so yeah like it's like he's like unmasked okay. the ugly man okay. and it just like is bright light okay and that kind of like him just like taking like air quotes mask off okay. the ugly so he's man. taking the scariness away yeah he's just okay. revealing it or facing it okay. or whatever okay and then boom everything goes back to normal and everybody looks normal again buffy's not a vampire and billy is starting to start to stir and come to in his hospital bed. And says, I had the strangest dream. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know that reference was from? Oh, no. He says, I had the strangest dream. And you were in it, and oh. you were in it. Okay, so I recognize this, but I don't know from what? Wizard of Oz. Oh. Yeah, right. he's like, okay. you were there, and you were there. Right. Yeah, so this is a reference okay. from Wizard of Oz. Okay. Uh, they are kind of just talking to him, and someone comes into the room, and it's his little league coach, and says that, oh, I, you know, I've been coming in every day, hoping he'll wake up. He's my lucky 19. And then Buffy and Giles realize that. They connect the dots. They connect the dots that he's the one. So basically. He represents the monster. Yeah. the Ugly Man is the manifestation of the abuse that his Little League coach has been doing to him. I can't
1: believe his Little League coach told him it was his fault he lost a game. We're kind of and adult, then beat him into a coma that? for it. Okay, yeah, sorry about two. Yes, <laughs> no, yes. that too. Obviously, obviously. <laughs> that too. Emotional and physical trauma.
0: Like, geez, it's one thing to like. I mean, it's horrible to say that to a kid, but then also like put them in you a know, coma yeah. over it. Yeah, so they put two and two together. The little it's League, coach, little league. Yeah, the little league coach has basically beat him so bad, to put him in a coma because he blamed him for losing the game. He tries. He realizes when Buffy says, "Oh, he's awake." Billy's awake and kind of shows him. And he says, it wasn't my fault for losing the game. And the coach kind of knows, like, okay, if Billy's up, I'm screwed. Yep. Because he knows that he's going to know that I beat him. And so he's going to tell. Run away. He tries to run away. Xander and Giles kind of, like, restrain him. This part's corny. When, like, Billy and Buffy have that little interchange, like, way, way to go or something. It's just like, <laughs> God, okay. Okay, we get it. We get it. You're proud of him. <laughs> it was just, like, so corny. <laughs> Outside, Buffy, Willow, and Xander are walking and they're saying the coach is in jail. And it's true, Xander says, I'm surprised it wasn't one of the parents. Because they you know, parents yeah. get like they have all the you hear all these stories about parents getting they're crazy. Like expelled from ever coming to their kids' yeah. uh, sports at sporting events yeah. because they're so aggressive and yep. they're yelling at the coaches, yelling at the kids, their kid, other kids, other kids on the other team. Like just insane stuff. <laughs> so yeah, he's like, Have you ever been to one of those games? I'm surprised it wasn't one of the parents, which I get, because <laughs> like, you hear some crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. um so yeah he's in jail and it's so sweet that buffy's dad in reality comes up and yeah. he picks her up and he's like hi sweetheart oh so good to see you how was your day and very loving and yeah. attentive and buffy's just like loving it yeah it reminds me of like when amy and her dad like, oh, yeah, they, they yeah. got connected again cute, yeah. just like kind of having that feeling of neglect whether it was real or perceived or whatever distance and all that and just like basking in the attention yeah. of their dads yeah. really sweet really so sweet. Buffy says okay have a killer weekend she's leaving off with her dad I love it. yeah her dad says how was your day she's like the usual <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is not far from the nothing, truth like nothing this is what Buffy happened. deals with all the time as she leaves Willow says so wants to ask Xander a personal <laughs> question which I was kind of surprised I don't know how if where, there's if a weird question asked him if he, was still, if he still dug Buffy when she was a vampire. Yeah. He's like, no, of course not. That She was grotesque. She was, oh, no, absolutely. Okay, I'm sick. Like, <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I know. I know you're sick. He's like, I need help. She's like, yeah, I don't, I know it. And they, like, walk off together. So, obviously, he still has the hots for Buffy. Yeah. But he has a, out of everyone in the show, like I've mentioned this before, he hates vampires the most. Oh. Like, he is repelled... And disgusted and everything about vampires more than, like, anybody that mm. I can think of at the moment.
1: Yeah.
0: As the show goes on. So I am surprised that he did find Buffy attractive. Maybe because he wasn't, like, real enough. Like, it was, like, temporary and everything. Like, yeah. Buffy was actually turned. I don't think... he. I don't know if you would hate her, but I don't think there would be any romantic stuff no. there anymore.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't think about that. Yeah, because
0: he, he doesn't... Mm. He really, like... having rela- Humans having relationships with vampires, he's very, like... Yeah. Against. Yeah. Yeah, so I was kind of surprised by that. but okay. All right, and then that's the end of the episode. They walk off, and everyone lives to see another day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't do my stake rating, but I I'll, I'll, i didn't write it down, but I, I'll have it in my head. So my favorite line we talked about there. So Buffy, Vamp Buffy says, there are a lot scarier things than you, <laughs> and I'm one of them. And then my favorite scene was Giles' little speech at Buffy's grave. It was so touching and sweet. That was really good, actually. Yeah.
1: Um, My favorite line is when Buffy sees his asteroid body and Giles corrects her to astral body. And then, yeah, my favorite scene was
0: just, I I like when Xander punched the clown, overcame his fear. I thought that was was a good moment for Mm -hmm. Xander. I think a runner-up for me was Buffy and Hank's conversation. Even though she really didn't say anything, but, like, her acting in that scene was, like, so... Powerful.
1: That was really. It, I that could be my favorite scene as well, but it just was too sad. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it was too much. Yeah, it, she was just so good in it. She like was, I yeah. honestly was like, oh my god, look, she like f- actually looked like her heart was being broken. Yeah, and she just did. It was amazing acting from yeah. her, and she had like like to, to, to made me feel that way. And she literally had three lines.
1: Yeah,
0: like just, just a few. Expressions. Yeah, her yeah. expression. She felt mm-hmm. so. I can think of another scene. I will just hint to it. The expressions on the characters' face when somebody's walking down the stairs and someone's at the bottom of the stairs and somebody's just looking. There's no lines. Oh, that's takes me there. You'll see that in season season six. Season six,
1: okay.
0: (laughs) Like oh, the expressions. Like have a ways to go, people. The actors that in this show that really act with their expressions on their face. Oh God, I have goosebumps. Okay. Anyway, so that is the end. That brings us to the end. Oh, if you are state grading. So, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You can go first. Okay. So, I am going to give it a three. What? Really? <laughs> why? I don't know. I just didn't. I liked all the subtext of the episode, but I just didn't r- love it. Huh. I don't know. I, I, I have to, like, maybe do some more self-reflection on why. <sighs> I love the acting. Like, Buffy's, yeah. Silverstone Geller's acting was amazing. It's just not an episode that sticks with me. Okay. It's not an episode I ever really come back to watch often. Okay. Um, That's fair. It just goes off the radar for me in the big scheme of – because, like, you know, I have all the hindsight of the whole show, obviously. But if I'm looking – so so when I am rating episodes, I am kind of rating them, too, with all the future in mind as well, what we are going to see. But if I'm – it is written by Joss Whedon as well, who is a good writer, you know, with everything else that we know. But he his, his, his episodes are very important – um, okay, I'll give it a, I'll give it a, see, I'm tr- I'm trying to like not bias myself by everything I know, you know what I mean? Like everything that's going to come to pass, like everything's going to happen. Okay, I'll give it a four. I'm going to change. I'm going to give it a four because there was so, we learned so much about, people and it was like like, really good acting character
1: development yeah
0: that's true okay i'll give it a four okay it just doesn't stick with me for some reason
1: i gave it a four i really liked it like you Mm -hmm. said the character development the acting was really good but also just like the theme of the episode like Mm -hmm. overcoming your fear like that's just such a it's powerful yeah it's hard
0: Mm mm-hmm it is okay. You've you've convinced me about that that is true. <laughs> like I really love that theme. Yeah, I guess like Billy kind of annoyed me. Like he just wasn't. I feel like there could maybe a, a better really, conduit. Yeah, Would have his whole like little I league I thing. I,
1: can't it. I don't know.
0: I guess like that, like the little league thing and like his coach beating him up. I just thought was a, just didn't do it for me as well. But yeah, like other parts okay. of it were really well done. Mm-hmm. So Actually, okay, okay, I guess I'll go for four. <laughs>
1: okay. Four stakes, people.
0: Four stakes.
1: Was this the first episode we had the same stake rating?
0: I think I it don't, is. Is it? I think it is. Hmm. I don't remember. I don't if not, it's... we've been close. Yeah, I know we've been close, we but have... I think this might be the first one. Okay. Because oh, I changed mine. <laughs> but I didn't know yours was four before I changed mine. Okay. So, your question for next week okay. In the next episode, out of mind, out of sight, a word is spray painted across the lockers. What is it? Ooh. <laughs>
1: Out of sight, out of mind is the name of the episode. Word is spray-painted across a locker. It's one word. I feel like normally when words are spray-painted across lockers, they're, like, nasty. Yeah, it's not usually, like,
0: you are beautiful, even though it's one word.
1: (laughs) So it's, like, love. Like, maybe, like, bitch, or Mm -hmm. I would even be tempted to say the C word, which I don't know. It's 1997, primetime
0: 1997, so I doubt they could put the C word on TV. So maybe bitch. Or maybe it was witch, actually. Hmm. Ooh, that's a good guess. All right, yeah,
1: I'll just, I'll go with bitch. I'll just go bitch? with the... Okay. Yeah, I'll go with the token, what normally happens yeah. on a...
0: I mean, when you're vandalizing something, I guess you're not going to write. Flowers, know. harmony, peace, you know. Huh. When you're vandalizing the school lockers. Okay, so we're going with biatch. Yeah, okay. we'll
1: see. I don't, okay. we'll I see. don't feel Maybe. good about this so You don't, don't feel good about it? I don't think
0: I'm right, but I just don't know what else to guess. Well, you're coming off of a high, so it's all about <laughs> the highs and lows, the ebbs and flows. Okay, so that wraps up season one, episode ten, nightmares. Again, you can find us on all major podcast uh, apps, and YouTube and Instagram at One Girl in All the World Pod. You can email us at onegirlpod at gmail.com. I also wanted to mention that we are going to be doing a giveaway. I don't even have told you about this. No, but I voted yes. Yeah. Our <laughs> I want to see like, the. Do I get to enter? <laughs> We're going to be doing a giveaway on around the season one finale uh probably for prophecy girl for that episode well but you need to be following us on instagram to enter so make sure you follow us at one girl and all the world pod so you can get all the rules there but we're going to be giving away a buffy like sticker pack for the first finale episode so that's fun it is fun and i actually got stickers for the podcast so i'll be including one of those too I'll give you one too. Oh, I already have it cut out for you. Yeah, like stickers. That's so it's <laughs> Yeah, so it's a, there's a One Girl in All the World podcast sticker as well. Okay. So, yeah, so you have to be following us on Instagram to get all the deets. So, get on there and get ready. You should
1: be doing it anyway. You should be doing
0: it anyway, but if you want to get the chance to get the stickers, you have to be on there and follow all the instructions. So, yeah, so thanks for joining us, and we'll be back next week with episode Out of Mind, Out of Sight. Slay real soon. Bye. Bye.